Hey, it's Friday. It's the wrap up. It's that time of the week when you're here with Team Superdad. No pre-roll, no little thing, but I have created this. So I'll see you on the other side. Where's the button? Come on. Do that on the other side. Welcome to Team Super Dad. Real dads creating their best lives ever. More time, more money, more fun. You are not alone. You're on Team Super Dad. Hey, Glenn. How that was American is so, it? so American, I've got to say. <laughs> you know, we, 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 we know our target demographic here. <laughs> It's because you think the Americans think that a British accent is sophisticated. That's that's the market we're going no, for. There's 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 a reason. There's reasons to the madness. When I got when I did the podcast, the podcast started about two years ago, and I wanted I needed to put it all together quickly, right? And uh, and the quickest way I could get the the intro done was was on Fiverr, and the the guy who was was like least awkward to deal with was uh actually really cool guy he turned it around quickly but he's like what style do you want Uh, this is the style (laughs) they all sound quite similar (laughs) well i i I love i love the professionals so you've got this really cool like slick american intro and then you're like is it where's where's the button where's the where's where's the button (laughs) where's my big red button (laughs) hang on where's <laughs> We're bringing the buttons back in. Now, anyway, listen, before we get deep into this, this is the wrap up. Glenn and I, aka Glenn, the, aka the Dating Dad, and me, Johnny Jensen, creator and founder of the Team Superdad community and the Hero Academy program. We do this at the end of the week. We celebrate the end of our week uh, just because that's what we uh, used to do in the pub. And uh, that's what we still like to do now i think you know, by the way when, when, when you said the the hero academy i genuinely thought you were going to say and me johnny jensen the hero that you all deserve <laughs> <laughs> that's when i when i tommy cooper it on stage in 20 years time that's what they'll say yeah <laughs> <laughs> wasn't the one you wanted definitely wasn't the one hero you wanted <laughs> you deserve this one and that says more about you than it does about us look you're pretty much on brand there basically it is team super Day is all about revealing the hero the hero in, in for, for us dads we're, we're we're shopping we're cleaning we're we're basically being modern dads and uh and and too many are, are going around unhappy and struggling with their focus and their fitness and their finances in a turmoil um and really they're not being the best they can for their family, not having the best relationships, not having enough fun with their mates. And so Team Superdad, that's, that was my story. That was my journey. And coming out the other side of, of what ends up being the marriage breakdown and my pretty much mental breakdown, I was like, hang on a minute, this wasn't the plan. <laughs> and so Team Superdad has been created as, uh, as an answer to that, as an antidote to that for, for modern dads. Because, blimey, if it's not Donald Trump doing us all a disservice, it's some you know doofus dad who's done one and and the reality is that right through the middle are millions of really awesome blokes doing a really awesome job and uh, and that's what we're here to do is lift them all up and uh, and have a flipping great life living our best life ever not the life we feel stuck in oh hell yeah i'm i'm not the dodgy horse from the never-ending story i'm i'm (laughs) falco you know i'm gonna be flying above that shit Good references. We're not just about <laughs> pop references. We're not just about pop references. We can do culture as well. <laughs> well, on the subject of culture, before we get into our weeks, a uh, little rundown of tonight's show. We've got dodgy WhatsApp messages, particularly for all of our northern friends out there. Uh, setting my dad up. <laughs> which... um, mate, I mean, even the mere mention of those words. It's, uh, it's yeah, fantastic. My kid- if my kids ever mention those words, then I'm in trouble. Yeah. It's okay. It's not quite like it sounds. Valentine's Day is on the horizon, which we uh, we can we can discuss how we feel about that. Hot in the nineties, our little regular special. We're going Spice Girls this week. We're going Spice Girls. Uh, for those that were here last week, you might have heard me recommend Brock Meyer to to uh, to Glenn, and he has now consumed the first two series in a whole week. Mate, I've got so much so much to say. <laughs> okay and um and yeah and, and being fine you know as, as our regular listeners and watchers will know we do touch on a, a a serious subject for a little bit just to make sure that all us dads all us men are, are being looked after and uh following on from 
the being fine reference last week and male suicide, I actually was part of the book launch because I've contributed to that book. And uh, again, although it's a serious subject, quite funny. Everything's funny about my life, isn't it? It's just one big car crash. Uh, and also tying into the topic of tonight, when I grow up, uh, which, uh, blimey, we've got, I've got so many, I've got like 25 things on here. So it's a good job we do this every week. Uh, Glenn, how has your week been, sir? It's been magnificent, yet busy as hell. By the way, sorry, if you hear any squeaks, this chair, I, I swear, the longer I've, I've been kind of using it for the start of the year. And it, <laughs> it, just, it just creaks. And you can't hear it. Some, every now and then it will sound like I'm farting. And it's like, no, honestly, this is just just a squeak. Um, but no, it's been good. It's been it's been a really it's been a hard week at work. I've got to say um, tons and tons of, of deadlines and exciting stuff at work. I won't go into too much detail because, you know, work is a facet of life. It isn't life. But um, it's been exciting. It's been really good, really positive. And I've been trying to find a couple of people. I've been actually trying to get a couple of my mates that I've worked with before to, to join my company. I've never done that before. Cause I always thought, let me keep my powder dry for when I've found somewhere worthwhile <laughs> and actually where I'm at right now. And I'm not going to big them up cause you know, no one's interested in that, but I really want, I, we do really cool stuff. And so I want to get really good people to come work with me. So um, yeah, I've been spending a week trying to convince people to come and come and join my company. And it's, uh, they're all turning me down. I've got visions of the three amigos, you know, when they, they, genuinely genuinely there were there were two people i used to work with at one of my previous companies and what i said i want to i want to get not just i want to get the band back together i want to get the three amigos back together so yeah i'm 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 kind of making offers to them and and saying look come and come and do cool things help the public sector do what you do best Uh, but it's it's good but it's long so we're recording late today which is why i'm already a bottle of wine in um uh, because i've just been uh, yeah it's it's what 10 o'clock at night and i'm i've only recently finished work so it's uh it's it's hard but i wouldn't do this unless i enjoyed it but i've been homeschooling as well this week i've been covering everything from uh uh, the solar system why we have days and nights um through to uh algebra for seven-year-olds through to the aberfen uh disaster in wales where a a, a waste heap yeah yeah kind of destroyed a school and helping my my eldest to understand the text, some essays that were written around it, to understand the emotive language in there, and and so on. And I'm I'm, I'm a, a language. I, I won't say a, I'm not a scholar at all. God, I don't know how. I don't know the facts about anything. But I love I love words. I love language. I love um, the ability for these little squiggles on a these little squiggles on dead tree bits. Um, actually can get an idea out of my brain into someone else's brain. So this, these are, this is squiggles that someone's put on a page from 1968 or whatever it was, or in the sixties, they wrote something which I've read, which has put an idea in my brain, which I've then interpreted to try and help my 16 year old daughter understand the concept of personification of, of fate, of challenge, of, of heartbreak, of, of death, of tragedy. And that can't happen unless it's through words. And so it's been a real journey of homeschooling through this week that I've absolutely enjoyed. Um, and I've also taught my oldest son how to make biltong. Um, so I've just been eating a shit ton of beef this week. <laughs> He's got the beef sweat. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Loved it. How about you? How's your week been? <laughs> you got really passionate then. You're like the, like the proper teacher and you came out. Then. I, I, well, it's weird because I, I, I'm never going to claim to be a teacher. They, those guys work way harder. Oh, they're than saints. Like, oh ever will. If I was um, a teacher, I'd be up on flipping child abuse. Flipping. Yeah. I didn't. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I, yeah, I did punch him, but I mean, it wasn't really. Like, he wound me up all morning and then I just punched him. I'm sorry. Um, but no, I, I used to be, uh, I spent about a decade and a bit working as a youth worker. Um, oh, okay. So working with the, the, not just, so some of it was working with the high end British youth council kids who were going to go on to, to do amazing things. And then part of it as well was working I'll be honest, I'm not even exaggerating here, with the little shits who were getting kicked out of school because they were stabbing people. Um, I worked with every swathe of that. And there was always these wonderful, beautiful moments where you'd, you'd be training, you'd be doing a session, and you'd, I called them the light bulb moments, where you'd say something, and, and all of a sudden you see this, bing, you see this look of their face where they're like, oh, yeah, I, I get that. And you'd see yeah. these kids, whether they were little shits or whether they were high end future prime ministers or whatever, you'd see them and you'd see this 
something you had said had made a difference and had opened up something in their lives. It had opened up a, a question or, or given them an answer or helped them to think something through. And that moment, ah, oh, is intoxifying. It's so amazing to feel like you've been able to help someone through something. And, and that I'm not a teacher of like math and English and so on, but I do like the fact that I was trained to be kind of a, a supporter and a mentor and a guide. And it, I know that some of those, some of, one of those kids has gone on to found a youth work charity that's helped hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids. And he wouldn't have done that if I hadn't been part of his upbringing and, and education and yeah, totally. network. And that moments like that just mean that everything I did that, that back then for that entire 10, 15 years was just, it, it was worthwhile. And I'm, I'm so, I'm proud of him, even though I never get to see him these days. I'm, I'm so proud of everything he's achieving. Yeah. Epic. I love that. I mean, everyone should do some kind of purposeful work at some point in their life. And I don't mean should like you're a shit if you don't. But what I mean is you should because you just feel that stuff coming back. The the, the thing that you didn't know, you didn't know you were going to get from it when you started, but it you, you get as much from it back as you're giving out. And that oh. is uh, that is the purposeful work stuff. Totally. I mean, for a little while, I was my uh, my son wanted to play football. He wanted to be part of a football team. Um, and he didn't have, there was no coaches around that we were able to, to, to spare the time. So got to speak to his local club and they said, all we need is some coaches. And so actually I, I put my hand up and I volunteered to be um, his football team coach. I've done my FA coaching badges. So I'm a qualified coach, all that sort of crap. Um, but I saw, I knew looking at his teammates, oh, none of them are going to be professionals. <laughs> they were all a little bit shit to one degree or another, <laughs> but they, they absolutely love playing football and they love, they loved it. They love being around their mates. And yes, most of the, most of the other, co- in fact, pretty much every other coach was, it was all about winning, all about victory. It doesn't matter who you are. I'm going to, if you're crap, if you're crap at football, I'm kicking you out of my team. And my whole shtick was, I'm never going to kick someone out for being crap. I'll kick you out if you're an arrogant little prick. I'll kick you out if you think you're better than you are. I'll kick you out if you don't work for the team and if you don't respect the coaches, if you don't respect the referee, if you're nasty, if you, you're not good at school, if you don't try hard, all that sort of stuff, by all means, I'll, I'll be hard on, but never on ability because every kid deserves to enjoy themselves playing football. And so my whole thing was it was using football as an excuse to do youth work. And to, yeah. to help them and coach them and support them and teach them teamwork and life skills and communication and and this this togetherness that, that football allows you to bring. And I hate the fact that most football is only about winning. It's only about who's good at football, who's bad at football. No, it's not. It's about enjoying yourself, having fun and being part of a team. And yeah. uh, I, I, I bloody miss it, I've got to say. Well... Another parallel for us, Glenn. I've done the same with uh, with my boy. I didn't didn't uh, lead the, the the team, but when shortly after we split up, um, I Jago started playing football, and then I started helping out uh, the, the 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 guy that was leading the team that we joined. I was like, I'll I'll help you, and exactly the same thing. It gave me a sense of purpose to 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 run around and and, and see them all having a laugh. So yeah, epic. Oh man, and you got your badges. Absolutely brilliant. Well, my week, my week, a couple of funny things, a couple of rather difficult things, but that's, that's, that's not so much fun. But um, so the book that I was in, right, Being Fine, which actually goes live today. I'm going to basically, is, uh, this, we'll do this as our little serious bit. Normally we do this in the middle, but Being Fine is a book that's, that's, that's come out. It's, it's called Being Fine, the other F word. And it's, it's, it's about men, men's mental health problems. And there's a, this, this sort of gets banded around quite a lot and you see coaches talking about it and it also gets a bit boring, but this book, I got approached by the, the, the woman who's, who's publishing company has, has produced this book. It's called being fine. The other F word. And, and, and I talked a little bit about it last week, but the funny thing was the, the, the launch happened last week. I've got a picture on it here. I'm going to pick, bring the picture up for those watching the live, um, do a little share screen, share screen, click that check out who was with us on is that on is the that live is that Eddie? the eagle oh good <laughs> god i'm jealous of that that is amazing 
So, so we're doing the launch, right? There's like 50 to 60 people on the Zoom launch, obviously all around. We're doing the Australian one next week, but all around, all around, all around the world, all the different authors, uh, 16 male authors, two, two female authors, all about like the tough times and you know, bouncing back from, from it all. And so Joe goes to me, uh, I'll put that back on. Anyway, yeah, that's, that's Eddie the Eagle Edwards, a British Olympic ski jumper and all round good guy. So um, Joe rings me up about, about two o'clock in the afternoon and the, uh, and the, and the launch was at six o'clock. She goes, oh, I've picked your name out of the hat. And I was like, oh, brilliant. What have I won? <laughs> she goes, you're reading one of the, ex- you're reading an excerpt from the book tonight at the launch. I was like, oh, okay, which one? <laughs> she goes, she goes, you can choose. <laughs> so I you, go, tell me you read your own one. You must have read your own one. <laughs> no, that was the condition. Not, not allowed to read your own one. No, I know. I was like, oh, brilliant love to talk about myself no she says she goes <laughs> she goes you can't read your own one so then i have i gotta put the phone down i said oh i love that's brilliant thanks for choosing me right so get off the phone i've not read the book <laughs> oh, <mate. laughs> but you can you can read can't you, you can read work no i know for, for all my audible loving by the way you know go and get your audible voucher from no i haven't actually got an audible voucher but should, <laughs> <laughs> you need one you need one no i should start getting some what do they call it like um affiliate you know, name, yeah affiliate we we'll get some affiliates going on um to pay for our booze basically no so she goes yeah so you know to read the book but it's only 120 pages long right so this is it's a series of short stories and, and i'll tell you the amazing thing is as i read through it bloody moving blokes from builders to billionaires not kidding that's literally in there right motivational speakers me you know marketing bloke turned dad coach um and the, and whatever the story is, you're reading it. You're like, okay, yeah, okay. He, he was married. He was this. He was a ski jumper. Like blah, blah. And then they go, and then this happened. And you're like, boom, something really harsh happens. And the amazing thing was though that the the experience after that bad thing happened was pretty much consistent. So for any men listening to this, like it's a classic thing that men do is, oh, no one will understand. Uh, I can't talk about it. Like it's just me. I'm the only one struggling. No one else has ever had a miscarriage. No one else has ever lost a brother no one else has ever gone bankrupt like guess what loads of us have and the best thing you can do is bloody talk about it so this book being fine it's it's transformational as well as inspirational because you've got everyday guys and it's not like a self-help book or a you know how to be 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 brilliant it's just i was an ordinary bloke going about my life and then this happened and uh and uh, and uh, amazing really amazing so if you check it out on amazon being fine and someone said at the end of the one of the people like the guests they said what should we do if if um if we've got a friend in our life who we know is struggling and actually it sounds a bit trite to say oh well go and get them this book but it's a really low barrier way to say have a read of this because i think you might get something out of it mm. and then the other bit of advice i gave was be yourself don't like go oh i can't talk about that i don't know what to do don't suddenly start throwing them Samaritan numbers at them, although that can help. And we have mentioned a couple of numbers in the, in the past episodes, but, but my mate, when I was struggling, he took me climbing because mm-hmm. that was, that was what he could do. That's what he was good at. And he goes, Oh, let's go and climb a mountain. And he paid well, for the flipping hotel and, and, and just, it got me into his world. And we had an, a weekend where I was just free of, of the struggles that I was going through at the time. But I, I guess also it takes you out of your normal situation, which gives you the freedom to kind of uh, like think about the, the, the challenge that you're facing in a different from a different angle yeah and and something like that is perfect as well because i read somewhere one of the 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 kind of common things is much uh, many more couples have honest and frank and open discussions whilst driving because they're both sitting facing forward you're both you're both yeah. facing forward and you're not facing each other there's no adversarial nature it's you're both going you're both traveling in the same direction and you're both doing something like at the same time. Um, and you can have those discussions because it's not, it's not like facing each other and, and facing off like in a battle. Um, and something like, something like climbing. <laughs> not a good sound, sound for like an audio yeah, experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and put um, that way. <laughs> but, but, so, <laughs> oh, this is after hours. This is all guns. Are, uh, all bets are off. Um, but, but climbing, I'm guessing as well, is one of those things where whether you're climbing on also belay ropes, which you can both climb next to each other, or whether one of you is climbing and then you come down, the other one climbs. Yeah, you, well, we were, you're, yeah. you're, you're both able to have those conversations without having to have that awkward face-to-face, um, where do I look, what do I say sort of moment. Yeah, totally. And you're not getting pissed. You know, like, there's, there's a time and a place True. for that, but sometimes it's, you know, anyway, point being, 
it's just real life dads, real life men, real life stories and totally relatable. And Eddie the Eagle, I was watching it, right? Let's just bring that back up, right? Because I'm sat there, you know, the whole thing's going on. And I'm like, who's the bloke bottom left? (laughs) (laughs) He didn't half look like Eddie Eagle. And then Joe says, and now I bring on my special guest, Eddie the Eagle Edwards. And, um, And you didn't expect him to be there? No, no, top bloke. Not surprisingly, top bloke. Top bloke. I mean, what a story. Yeah, we haven't got time to go into too much detail, but no, but see, if you have a movie, see oh, the movie. Totally. I know, I know it's, movie. It's, it's the fictionalized elements of it and all, but but still, it's a brilliant movie. I loved it. No, he, he said about 70 75 percent Bob on. Mm. He said, uh, anyway, it's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, so yeah, <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah, boyhood dreams to talk about boyhood dreams, right? This 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 came up for me. I got asked it on a podcast this week. I've been I've been a, a podcast guest on, a, on about two or three different podcasts this week, uh, one called Nacho Kids. Right, she's okay. a step mum, so she goes Nacho as kids. Oh, Nacho, right, yeah, yeah, not, no, not okay, your kids, it. yeah, yeah. So uh, that was pretty cool. And then another one uh, with a lady called Tracy Keimberg, and uh, that's all kind of healing and and um, she was talking about like people break up and, and people people moving on and, and so it was she's doing, doing a special sort of series on that. So I've been on these po- on this podcast, brilliant. Mm-hmm. And I thought asked about boyhood dreams. What did you want to be when you when you were growing up, then? Me, astronaut. Well, without hesitation. And I'll be honest, it's not even when I was growing up, still want to be an astronaut. <laughs> the difference is I know, I now know that that you can't be an astronaut just by being like really, really smolderingly good looking. Um, because obviously that's what I am. Um, but you also you're, I'm not a scientist, so I'm not gonna be able to get on some sort of spaceship <laughs> or something. <laughs> so the only thing I can do is is hope for Elon Musk levels of wealth at some point. That's the only way I'm gonna end up in space. <laughs> Although that being said, um I have I've ma- genuinely I've made my kids and they, they know this, they're they're well rehearsed on this. They've promised me that when I die, you know, in the next couple of years, when I die, um they're gonna cremate me and stick my ashes into a weather in a rocket and take me up in, no, 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 proper weather proper into the stratosphere. Yeah, and they're going to put a little camera on it so they can prove that I was up there. And so, because I, I want, I want to be in outer space at least once in my existence. So I, I always wanted to be an astronaut. Um, yeah, no, that, Claire, that's, I that's had an idea for a company. I had an idea for a company, and, and this is probably. It turns out they do exist, right? But it was called the Big Send Off, right? And it was basically you could have your ashes put inside a rocket and fired off somewhere, or, or some random thing done with your ashes. Yeah. It turns out in America, there's like there's loads of these things. Called, no, the Big Send Off. That's my business. Never, never, never started it, but um, probably would have made more money than I am now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Big Send Off. Have you ever seen the Big well, Lebowski? Uh, of course, everyone would have seen the big uh, uh, big press. I love that bit at the end. <laughs> he throws the ashes out and the wind blows it straight <laughs> back in his face. <laughs> so, what, what, what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, racing driver. Uh, what, like Formula One? No, uh, main, mainly a rally driver. My dad was it was a was a co-driver for Lancia and Ford and RAC. Uh, yeah, I remember you said and, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I wanted to be a rally driver or a TV presenter. And I wanted to be a TV presenter. Well, I mean, a, a CBBC sort of thing. Yeah. I wanted to, I, I, I was, I was at an awesome grammar school, like one of the historic grammar schools of Great Britain, whatever. And uh, at 16, I left <laughs> yeah. and went to a shitty college because they had a city and guilds radio and journalism course. And, uh, and, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a TV presenter. But the stupid thing was, I was too embarrassed to talk about it. So like, obviously. What? I, know, you, I know. Come on. That there, if oh, you're yeah. going to be a TV presenter, you have to have like an entire yeah. lack of, uh, of of self-embarrassment. Utter confidence, yeah. But here's the thing about people. The people that end up as Radio 1 DJs and stuff, when when they were at school, they were the, the, the freaks that ran the acting association or mm-hmm. the or the or the uh, or literally the, the the radio i was the club. only guy in the i was the only <laughs> only boy in our entire year i used to get all the lead roles because no one else did drama and it all hot women oh good tactics. no 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 there. i wouldn't say hot women these were these okay were, they, they, i went to a school Let's in east it. london oh okay uh, so yeah i i, I wasn't I, I did drama at gcse <laughs> i was the i was in the choir no that being you know, i was also uh, see it's weird i was i was mentioning this to someone um today so yes i was in the drama club, um, uh, the school choir, the the school council, the the student support. Like I set up the entire student support thing, so they're all geeky things. I was in the I was a librarian for a while. I was in the the poetry club. I used to love the the computer, and the, I was in the chess club. And that sort of thing. But equally, 
I was uh, in the, 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 the football team. I was um, vice captain. I was a captain of the, the cricket club and um, I was uh, on our school running team. So I kind of straddled oh, those, those weird worlds. of, of you, were, you were bridging yeah. the void. Yeah. Yeah. Were- yeah. 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 No, yeah. What fucking good has that done me? It's, it's rubbish. Yeah. I'm, I'm not Richard Bacon. He, he has stolen. I say he has stolen. There we go. Life. You could but have been Richard Bacon. That's it. All I needed Richard to Bacon. do was get into cocaine. Richard Bacon definitely ran the drama club or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That man has got my job. He's got, he's got a job that I could, I could do and I could thrive at. And I could love. Um, yeah. So yeah. Richard Bacon. I'm coming. He actually, <laughs> once he invite, he asked for me to invite him to my first ever best man's speech. I dialed into a radio show once and, and yeah, we were just kind of chatting and chatting and chatting. It was like, I don't yeah. know, XFM or something like that. Um, and, uh, I dialed in for some sort of radio competition and, and you just end up chatting and chatting and talking. And by the end of it, it's like, you know what? I, I want you promise me. You're going to invite me. See, when you do a best man speech, invite me along. I want, I want to be there. I promise I'll be there. And then did I bollocks. So Richard, what's happened to after his cocaine bust and Daily Mail expose? Oh, no, he's, is just... he's, no, no, he's brilliant. That was that was decades no, ago. No, I that know that, but I don't. He was like, TV. No, he's, I know, but he used to be on Five Live, and I don't. Yeah, know he's, he's him, a Radio really. Five um, staple and and Radio Four, and he's he's a oh, regular okay. DJ. No, he's slot. a dude. Fact, he's a dude. Yeah, yeah I, like I, him. I like him a lot. I think he's he, he, he's he's got that kind of ability to both be fun and kind of light hearted, but equally he can be serious. He can take people to <laughs> He's great at a party as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> he knows guys. He knows guys. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, this is kind of related, right? But I once in, in my days of wanting to be a TV presenter, I, I once took a, a picture of Jason Donovan to the hairdressers. <laughs> <laughs> <But> <laughs> But I cut Jason Donovan's face out of the picture. <laughs> so, so, the, so the hairdresser goes to me, he goes to me, he goes to me, you do know, you, you do realise I know who that is. <laughs> you do realise I'm not a miracle worker. <laughs> I know, I had a lot of I'm hair. A, had... No, I'm sitting there, I'm looking at you and all I can do is I, I want a photoshopper like, um, a, a picture of Jason Donovan's hair from the nineties onto your current face. That's what I held up like a, like a flipping, <laughs> like a fuzzy felt. I was like a fuzzy felt. Can you do this? If I hold it up, if I hold it far in front of me, can you get an idea? No. Talk, oh, talking about hair, that's something I'm going to be doing. Um, I was going to do it tonight, but I've probably had too much wine. Um, but I'm going to, I'm, I've decided I, I need to get rid of some of my hair. I've got too much hair. So I'm actually going to do some home, like I'm going to buzz it at the back and, and like, do something at the top to make it shorter. I got, I can't be doing with this much hair. It's too but much. Surely hair. your sixteen-year-old can can get that get a, get a go on that. Surely, like I'm going to trust her with a blade anywhere near my exposed. No, I know you're not going to go. You're not going to go flipping. No, no, no. Any, no any, you got your hair clippers, surely. Oh, she'll 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 still cut me. She's she's evil. She'll cut me, Mick. Cut me, Mick. She's, she's evil. <laughs> And she's she'll... been waiting. Yeah. She's been waiting to get you for years. Well, listen, I've got some clippers. I'll bring them around for you. Well, I've got I've got beard trimmers, although it doesn't okay. really use them very much. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give that a go, and I'm just gonna I don't know. I say when I go into the barber, I say number two on the side, short on top. So I I don't know what number two on the sides means. Does that mean two millimeters? Does that mean what? No, but my my clippers have got like a a guard on it. That's a number two. Yeah, yeah, I've got a, I've got a guard, but of course each like flip flip it forward. You go click 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 click. Each one of those is one millimeter. And that does a number two relate to two millimeters or do hairdressers have some magic measurement system, like some old weird imperial shit where it, it means something different. I don't know. All I can tell you is the blending bit is bloody hard. You're, ba- you're, you're actually going to have some sort of um, Estonian step type uh, haircut. Basically. Uh, go for it. I, it's going to be brilliant. I, I can't wait to see it next week. It's be I, I know in the past when I, I used to do it when I was a lot younger um, <laughs> and it was kind of, a certain whatever it was around the side and then you'd kind of do it on top and then one night just before i was going out of course I, i've i've started thinking oh, let me trim myself zhuzh, zhuzh, zhuzh. and then as i've gone like that the blade the, the guards come off and i've just taken this massive chunk right out the back of my head it was like i had some sort of drunk landing strip going over me um but i was going out out so all i did was just make sure i had more to drink and just Made it, made it out made it a talking Colored it in. You got, yeah you got to put your chest out it's like yeah whatever yeah what you yeah. yeah everyone's doing it and they mate. you're <laughs> yeah, well this, behind this is what the cool kids are doing where's your strip 
Well, we can we can segue neatly here. You can video that haircutting experience, and we can put it on WhatsApp, right? Which obviously I can. I, but the thing is, once you share, once you video something that is embarrassing on WhatsApp, and then you share it with one person, you know it's going to end up shared with everybody. Uh, and that's what I'm worried. About. I don't. I don't. I don't want my embarrassing shit being shared with random, dirty, filthy WhatsApp groups that I've never been part of. Well, it would have to be pretty bad to get shared too many times because I, I this is this is what i wanted to bring up right where do people get this stuff from i mean I, i'm not in a group called absolutely disgustingly awful things.com right but it seems that my northern mates are because they just send <laughs> yeah. so much of it but it's unbelievable it, it feels like there's there's always at least one or two people that curate it it feels like there's there's like a funnel of shit <laughs> yeah. and every WhatsApp group needs that one person who just all, you know, I don't know where they get this stuff on, but it fills this funnel and, and stuff gets to you. And you know that the stuff that's getting to you is the premium grade shit. So it makes me wonder how much random fucking awful stuff ends up filling their funnel. Yeah. Well, Mickey Flanagan's got a funny sketch about the, uh, the, 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 the guy at the factory who used to have the porno videos, Mickey Flanagan, <laughs> Mickey Flanagan like oh, what's happening for the weekend? What's happening for the weekend? But, but, but of course now it just gets, you know, forward group Bosch. Yeah. There you go. Flipping pit this week. So what, what sort of things were you actually getting? Oh, no, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not a... in this. I'm, I don't, I don't have WhatsApp groups. My brother, he, he like, we can have a conversation and he'll be able to describe the shit that's been sent to him whilst we're having a five minute conversation. Look, look at my it's face. Horrific. I, I, I'm wincing and I'm not even talking about it. I'm just thinking about it. So, <laughs> so my, they're, they're my mates, right? They're my best mates from uni. There's four of us in the, in the group. And, uh, and I'm not, none of the other groups I'm in, this happens. Okay. So it's just my, and they're all Northerners. Okay. Uh, a mank. Well, there's, a, that's where we go then. A mank, two scousers, there's, there's and, and a and a Geordie who's lived in Liverpool most of his life, right? So, so they know I'm a little bit squeamish, yeah. They so they know. They know. I got. I I delete it, like because like I. So they go oh, to me. You soft southerner. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> They go, well, don't let your kids look at it. I'm like, I'm not letting my kids look at it. I, I, I delete. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, not my kids. It's my eyeballs. I don't no, want my I'm eyeballs like, yeah, looking at That's this. what I say. I'm like, it's me. <laughs> yes. By the way, I do clear the history pretty much every other but, day. But, but, but what, 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 what are we talking about? Are we talking no, this, about this week? Are we talking about a man wearing like stripes and checks in the same outfit? What? What? I mean, how bad could it be? Well, some of it's be? funny. Some of it's funny. Okay. So there's this. There's this. We can, you can say black guy. He's, he's a black guy, right? He's a black guy, right? He, he's got this, he's got this, he's like from Africa or something. Okay. And he's got a cock that comes down past his knee. Yeah. And apparently this is not Photoshopped. This is, this is, this is, this is, uh, this is the real I'm deal. Right? I'm, I'm sitting here right now <laughs> and I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a tall man, but, but my thighs are like that. Okay. That, that, that would make your eyes water. No, I know. Yeah. But so this is like social media, social media, internet kind of currency type fame type type stuff. So, so this picture then gets superimposed onto lots of other funny situations. Yeah. So for example, you'll be, oh, I can't even remember on the other one, but they were like, yeah, it requires you to zoom in and you're zooming in <laughs> thinking it's going to be something awesome or something smutty or something funny yeah. right and then it's him <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and, then, and then that's good and i then, like that that's oh it's funny. funny it's funny but then but then i'm not, I'm not going to talk about it too much i get myself in bloody trouble but some some of it is just i don't mean like illegal stuff but but stuff like you're like what is that what is this what is wrong with be, you that you saw no, that no. and you thought no, i know I who wants to see that i want I, johnny no. will want to see that that's that's i'm going to share it with him because that's going to make his day better no, three old blokes shagging pigs was too much for me. Wait, um, whoa, 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 <laughs> sweet child of mine. No, you said nothing illegal. I mean, I don't know what part of Kent you're from, but bestiality, I don't want my bacon with any predefined salt on it. I mean, no, no. So, so and I was like, okay, okay. I was like, okay, well, now, now I'm going to spend however long it takes to unthink that. But other stuff like, like car, car accidents, like just. Oh, a good car crash is good. I mean, just the the flipping and that. No, but there's a guy doing like road sweeping and he's there with his, with his other, with his road sweeping buddy and he's, and he's, and then this bus drives straight into his dust truck, which he's standing in front of. It's in, it's in like in India or somewhere and completely 
No, he's like flat as a pancake. Like his brains oh, explode God. out of his. Oh, see, no, head. no, that's not cool. I mean, no. if it, I, I, I don't mind the whole um, the kind of close call stuff. I don't mind the whole <laughs> this is... it goes past him and so on. But no, I don't. I don't want to see people being killed. No, I don't want some sort of uh, pound shop snuff movie. Fucking hell. No, so there you go. So I, I, I just uh, I, and I, I like to talk about these things, not you know, because I just I, I know like this stuff goes on. There's like this is this is the kind of pub but why chat, why? Da- why why are they doing that? Why are they sending? Why are they thinking uh, that's gonna, I'm going to send that because that's going to make someone happy? So, no, no, I don't know. No, no, but no, you said it before. We are so far down the funnel. Like I'm getting this in a mates group as kind of ca- like uh, the the good stuff is you know is like oh. 32 pairs of breasts on a, on a, on a, on a, on some sort of, gif, <laughs> some sort of gif, right. I'm like, okay, that's all right. Yeah. yeah. But no death, bestiality. Um, um, I, I want to say for the record, I'm very happy not being part of that group. <laughs> and it's got nothing to do with them being Northern. No, no. It's, uh, it's, it's just call, call me old fashioned, but pig fucking is not my thing. I well, mean, no. I, I know. No, you, no, no, no. I, I've oh, never well. shared my Tinder profile with you, but <laughs> but still, no, it's not not for me. No, definitely going to put the old E on this uh, on this uh, episode of the wrap up. <laughs> Probably worth it. So, so look, on a much more uh, light and easy subject, how was Brock Meyer for you this week? Because oh my, I, oh, I thought you were going to like it. I, I oh it. mate, no, see, I you go. Uh, recommendations are one of those things it's so personal and you, you never know whether someone else is they, they like something because it's speaking to them at a certain point in their life or it's arty or something like that and you know what i i just i don't want to get into something which is gonna just make me sad or my god i feel <laughs> i feel in some ways i feel seen i feel like brockmeyer and i we would not be we would be good friends, but not good for each other. Friends. I feel like he is, he is a, an extreme version of all the shit that I know that if I didn't have kids, fucking hell. My, if you've not seen it I, without giving away any spoilers, obviously you, you kind of gave the, 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 the basic premise of the show, but it's, it's just about a, a, an American baseball commentator somebody talks for a living and so you know with me being such a narcissist i can absolutely relate to this he has a a horrific incident that happens causes him to break down go right back to scratch and then essentially he has to start working at how he can rebuild his life whilst and i i'm not sharing any secrets here whilst being a functioning alcoholic and (laughs) massive substance abuser probably uh, a sex addict as well um and all of these things combine but you've got this guy who's who talk he thinks aloud and he thinks the things and says the things um the that just you but whilst also having these underlying values which are good values he's 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 got he he challenges shit that that goes that you shouldn't have to challenge um he's he says he's got all the right principles but the way he goes about them is just horrific. It's and just... for some reason that speaks to me. And I, 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 I tell you two nights, two nights and I, I could have done it in one, but I had the kids with me. So I had to get up the next day for them. But otherwise I would have just binged the shit out of it. The best recommendation of 2021 without hesitation and probably for quite some time before that. I know I've been looking up t-shirts this week. I want, I want to, I want to spoof up. Team Super Dad kind of Brock Meyer have another beer T-shirts uh, <laughs> is just a brilliant, brilliant TV program. And, well, that, uh, yeah, well, that that's a great in episode where they're trying to raise some more money for their local baseball team, and so basically they come up with a thing where they they get the ground and everyone, no matter what happens, the the phrase is have another beer. So someone <laughs> and I don't know baseball, but it's like someone <laughs> threw a ball, have another beer. And someone hit the ball, have another beer. And you know what? That's the kind of game that I could. Abs- that feels like that feels like twenty twenty cricket, basically. It does. Ah, oh, good times. TMS on cocaine. So it's actually on Amazon Prime. If you're listening in the UK, if you're living living in the USA, I have no idea, but you can search it up. Or if you've got a dodgy app on your Fire Stick, then just search Brock Meyer. It will be there. I loved it. Absolutely brilliant. The only thing. 
that's made me smile anywhere near as much that I've that I've seen recently has been the 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 Hanforth Parish Council shenanigans that's been happening today. I don't know if you've seen that at all. No, I don't even know what oh, you're talking about. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I implore everyone to, to view that there's snippets of it essentially. And this is, this isn't, this is not, this is not a produced HBO special. This is literally the uh, zoom recorded zoom meeting from a parish council meeting uh, that was held in whenever they've just released it. And my God, if you could imagine kind of a uh, W1C meets the thick of it um it's just these th- just parish i mean for those who don't know about local so this is real a real is, life thing this is real life and this you've got um kind of county usually parishes are in the county so you've got county council kind of do the big, too much detail we get the picture you've got the districts who do the medium thing, and then the parishes this is just like you and your neighbors getting yeah. together to to come up with some sort of neighbourhood fucking watch scheme. Yet, parish, and I speak as someone who used to be a parish councillor, um, the, the 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 kind of mini-Nazi kind of people, the, the, the little Hitlers who want these control and the arguments and the passion. And if you Google this this thing, um, Hansforth Parish Council meeting, um, it's, it's quite possibly the funniest real-life situation um, I've seen. Now, it's not quite brought my standards of, of production quality, but it's every bit as hysterical. Oh, check us out. We're doing, we're doing goggle box. We're doing dirty WhatsApp messages. Hansworth Parish Council meeting. It does come up first. I guess I might look for the old video, but um, well, yeah, we'll, we'll, share, we'll put that. We'll put that in the Team Superdad group. Basically, if you if you are if you listen for forty one minutes and I failed to mention the Team Superdad group, which I think I have done. Where is um, it? Where is the Team Superdad? It's group? at Facebook. It's at Facebook. So basically, bit of the, bit of the old FB.com, groups, Team Superdad, forward slashes in there. Um, just search Team Superdad, you'll find it. It says Dad Success Group. And uh, we're in there. We're hanging out. We're, we're doing the F5, Focus Fitness, Finance, Family, Fun. And uh, and as well as sorting all those areas out, we are actually just keeping it real and, and having a laugh, which I think is quintessentially British, basically. We are lads. There's a little bit, because particularly given our age, there is a degree of lads mag coming out here. Talking about yeah. lads, Max. Next thing you'll be talking about is fucking FHM, and you know who's no, we're going to in this group. And who would ever think about that? But I will tell you what, though, who was the fittest Spice Girl? That's an interesting oh, conversation. That's, that's, yeah. Well, this is this is this is where we got a challenge because we're this, talking about. Are you talking about now, or are you talking about back in the day? I, I'm going to start with back, back in the day. day. That's back in the day, it was Baby Spice. Bom bom bom. Check it right. So for those that are listening on the podcast, we do love and appreciate you, right? So leave us a review, share the hell out of this and get as many more listeners on the old podcast. But if you're watching the live, which actually we do get a lot of people on the, on the, on the video replays and stuff, cause it's on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. So you can see glorious pictures of the lovely Spice Girls back in the nineties. I mean, there's, there's only two. It's, it's, it's only a conversation between two. And I'm very clear about who those two are. Who I'm assuming you think you agree with me here. There's only two uh, that are in the, in the discussion. No, I used to just flipping go back and forth. It's like, it, it I don't know. I don't know. I think, really I don't think, know. no, I, I, I mean, yeah, baby spice, but it, it, it's baby spice or ginger spice. There's, there's, there's nothing else. I know, but there was, I always thought that there was, you know, there was some, for me that I think sporty is attractive, but there what? was just something, no, no, she is. But I think, I, I just like the fact that she, I just thought she'd be a flipping good laugh. Good. I, good I'd go out and get pissed with her, but put her in a lineup and, and say, you know what, if any one of these was attracted to you, which one would you go for? It would not be sporty spice. Okay. But now, right. Things change now. They've now they've got a little bit older. Ginger Spice, uh, whatever she's called. Remember, we were talking recently about the fact that um, they're still going to be the women we find attractive because they are in our age bracket. Yeah. So for anyone not not tuned in before, there is a reason we do hot in the nineties because Glenn and I a few weeks ago were talking about how come we don't know about all the tossy these days, and then it, and then we realised was because if we did, we'd be talking about women that were closer to our kids' age than our age. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so what we've done is we've realized that actually 
uh, to be appropriate, we need to go back to the 90s and talk about women that we fancied in the 90s because, yes, they would be an age appropriate right now. Um, so this picture, they are, this was like, they, that doesn't look that reason. That looks about 10 years ago. Because I, I, no, they wouldn't be in a picture with, with what's her name there, would they? And she wouldn't be smiling. I mean, she's not physically able to smile these days, no. is she? I think she's the least attractive, the, 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 the posh buys. Posh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I go, I'd go, in terms of least attractive, we posh, sporty, uh, scary, and then the other two, yeah. I, oh, I think I sporty can't. would be naughty. She would be really naughty. There's a rumours was she was a bit of a bit, bit like to go both ways. Maybe so, but she, I don't know. She, I think maybe as well. She reminds me of one of my sisters. Oh, that's always going to ruin it. That's so, definitely uh, going to ruin it. It's not, not, not right. Now, Jerry, the, the ginger spice, now, these days, yes. And for two reasons. One, she's hot as fuck. And two, her fellas into Formula One. And I'm a massive Formula One fan. So, you know, during, oh, during, early, during getting to know you phases, there's an absolute chance I could go and see some races. Okay. Yeah. Well, you, you, what, you're thinking you're going to weasel in and be mates with her boyfriend? I'm going to woo her. And, you know, I'm Via, charming. So via shared interest with her current boyfriend. Will absolutely be my best buddy. Okay. How about you? Okay. So so right now, these days? Oh, these days? Yeah, these days. All being equal. So the person that you're yeah, attracted yeah. to, all, all five of them absolutely fancy the pants off you. And they all say, you know what? We all want you, but which one of us are you going to choose? I'm going, I'm still going sporty. There's something about her just did it for me. Yeah. I'm Look at that picture now. Look at this is a modern picture of her. It, modern. It's good. It's, it's, it's lovely of you. It's a wrong answer, but it's lovely of you. No, right now she scrubs up well. And Ginger I'm not saying she's unattractive at all, but still. Hmm. <clears throat> anyway, yeah. good chat as always. Bit of a bit of a lads mag nineties re rewind there. Glenn and I uh, keeping it keeping it real, keeping it true to ourselves there. But the great thing is that, that when we're talking about lads mags, they weren't lads mags women because they were all about girl power. They're all about feminism and in a good way. They're all about like smashing that mindset of women are there for men, yet still being sexual for their own own. Yeah, interest. but when lads mag started, they were. They were. Oh, I don't think they, they were all right. They were. They were. They were. They were proper good laugh con- like right. articles. It wasn't all about women with their boobs out. When it got to the end, when there was like nuts and loaded, and there was loads of them, it was just basically a boob fest. Which I mean, they were pretty much getting onto flipping average level pornos. It was. It was yeah. complete, completely inappropriate. But but I, I think but we yeah. should. I think there should be a bit of a, a bit of a rebalance because. I don't know. I, I I mentioned this the other week, didn't I? I wanna I wanna I wanna just wanna have some fun. I wanna meet some flipping Larry ass funny women and go out and have some good times. Mm-hmm. That's the dream. That's the dream. They are out there. And are we gonna see them on Valentine's Day, Glenn? What, what I'm like, not next week? Say, and even if I did, it's like fucking you know what? I'm I'm sick of Valentine's Day. I there's a great thing, Tesco's, they do this thing where you can actually opt out of advertising. And Tesco's I salute you because I'm fucking sick of it. This, this, this pressure. And we go on and on and on about um, kind of uh, equality. And it's all yet Valentine's day becomes this thing where men are expected, expected to go out of their way to do nice things for women. I'm not talking about a month later. It's not, it's not like steak and blow job day is a, is a commonly accepted thing. (laughs) Valentine's day still is. Why? When was the last time most on average, it was accepted that women would be as romantic towards men as men are expected to be on Valentine's day towards women. It just, it doesn't happen. And that pisses me off. It really angers me, especially because I'm single and I've got no one to really go and be romantic with. And I'd really like to do that. (laughs) That is the yin and the yang in the subject, but I'm totally on board with you. Uh, Anything, anything these days that is, is completely out of whack and unbalanced is I used to hate, I just hate the idea that um, we're going to, that's why I'm not really a massive fan of father's day either. I mean, and the kids love it and that, that's great. But I'm, I, I say to them, I could like, if, if I get to choose between having one day where you treat me special 
or just know that you think I'm awesome all year, I'll, I'll take the awesome all year option. Thank you very much. Like fucking don't save it. For, don't save it for one day. It's romance is forced romance. When every restaurant can up their prices, every flower shop can up their prices. Oh, I hate that. You have to pay for a nose. I mean, that being said, I, I, I do feel like there's, there's ways of doing that better. So one year um, for my ex-wife, because I've not really had Valentine's Day with other people, um, which is sad for me, but great for them, because um, they didn't have to put up with it's me. It's coming. Pending. Uh, pending. Uh, um, one year I made, uh, we didn't have any money, so I made, I actually got cut, like paper, um, rolled up green paper, cut out individual petals uh, for like roses, made a bunch of a dozen red roses complete with uh little dots of glue which represent like dew on them wrapped it all up and then delivered it to her workplace as handmade roses that's cool but my uh, i actually proposed to my ex uh a week before valentine's because i knew she was expecting something on valentine's because I've taken the one year I took her to Paris or shit like that, you know? So I, 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 I built up a, a rod for my own back, but one for, for proposed the week before Paris, I uh, got a friend who was moving house to, to take her out to, to do furniture shopping. Um, I said, Oh, that's right. I'm working that day. So take, take the kids to my mum's. She's agreed to look after them. As she went into my mum to drop the kids off, got given a DVD to say, Oh, Glenn's asked you to watch this. And it was a DVD of me saying, actually, you're not doing that. You're, you're going on a treasure hunt. And it was 20 stops around London where every single stop had. Um, so first of all, to find out where the stop was, you had to work out a cryptic clue. Then she, what, was, really, she was on her own this whole time. No, she was with her mate. Oh, um, so her right, okay. on it, and so the two of them, because I know she wouldn't want to do it on her own. So yeah. her and her mate, um, uh, they got given a card, an envelope with a card in it. And that had um, a cryptic clue. So they had to work out where to go. On the way there, they had to do a Sudoku. That Sudoku had some shaded squares. And so when you put them in order, it gave you a phone number and it had a challenge on. So when you got there, you had to phone the phone number, which was a na- which was one of our friends who I'd set up to be at a London monument at a certain time, do the challenge on the bottom. And as soon as you completed that challenge, you're given another card. You had to work out where to go, phone out who you're phoning and do the challenge. And there were 20 of those. And I was ahead of her the whole time so I, I'd, I'd meet my friend set them up give them the thing then she'd come along do the challenge and then I'd see him make sure he'd done that and I'd run off to get to the next place and I this was 20 stops all around London um so everyone like coordinating all of that shit I think that's quite good and the last stop was me on the south buttress of uh Tower Bridge and I said right your last challenge you've got to decipher a message and that message, I said, right, look over there and and work out what the message says. And everyone who'd taken part in the whole day was on the south bank of the Thames with a 30-meter banner. I'm going to cry. She <laughs> said, uh, will you marry me? Um, and I was then, she turned around, I was doing the whole one-knee shit and all that sort of stuff. And then we went out for beers. Thankfully, she said yes. Um, so I know romance. Yeah, you I know, know romance. I, that is I know good. I have to do this shit. But I hate the fact that on Valentine's Day, men are expected to do that. I wanted to do that because I wanted to do it. Yeah, true. Not because I was expected to do it. I think good quality guys will do something different and won't just do it all year round. Um, early days in 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 my marriage, I I uh, I did similar things like I love doing that sort of stuff, but wrote. I got post-it notes in the shape of hearts and put like a hundred of them all around the house. You try and write a hundred nice things about someone no matter how awesome you think they are, it's bloody difficult. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah so that was, that was, that was, and it took a lot to clear up the flipping house afterwards, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not about spending loads of money, but it, you do want to flip in, feel the love back. So, Oh, that was your wedding proposal. So I guess, yeah. Guess. But that was around Valentine's day and I was deliberately yeah. done. And that was only because, like a week earlier, she'd said, um, "I don't think we should get married. I think we should just save and buy a house." <laughs> You're like, I'm fucking knee deep in, baby. This is happening. <laughs> we've, we've been together for like eight or nine years at that. Point. No, I know, but all the plans were half done. You're like, "There's no, no going back now." I was like, "No, no, no, fuck you." I bought the banner. No, no, the banner. No, no, we only make the plans after she. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I spent nine years creating this this mindset of like, we don't need to get married. 
We don't need, it's not about needing to get married because everyone says you should get married and do the romantic shit. I'm happy with just you, you and I are together. We're happy and we're, we're doing this thing. Um, and so it should be about wanting to do it. You know, I want you to do it rather than you need to do it or you have to do it or you feel pressured to do it. And then the moment I believed that she didn't want to do it because everyone wanted her to do it, but because she wanted to do it, literally the next week I went out and bought the ring because that was the moment I knew she was doing it because she wanted to marry me rather than uh, rather than just feel like she should. Yeah, yeah. And that for me, that's that's romance. For me, Valentine's Day, I, I've got no problem with using it as an excuse to to do something nice. But the trouble is it's always, always reverse sexism. It's always the man expected to do the good thing yeah. and the romantic thing for the woman. And I'm desperate to find someone who looks <clears> at things. <throat> I want to do something romantic for you. Yeah. Quid pro quo, but cut what's, both ways. It's, it's... What's the most romantic thing someone's ever done to you? Oh, well, I say to you, for you. Yeah. <laughs> you just saw my eyes light up. <laughs> Wasn't so much romantic as just fucking awesome. Um, um, romantic. So I, I had someone um, make a whole treasure hunt for me. Like a, a, all around the local area. And it finished up with a, a romantic night, nighttime picnic in a friary. Wow, that is pretty cool. I can't think really. I, the problem is, as far as my marriage goes, there's been so much grief that it's the the, the good stuff is kind of clouded a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, she did do it. She did. She she made it. Got a photo album made and. Um, and it had pictures of, and it, basically I'd written this story about our future and before we got married and stuff. So she had it turned into an album. That, that was, that was, that's it, nice. it, it that's took it, that, that, and it, not, not just romantic, but it really projected our future. So it, it showed, you know, showed so a lot of love and commitment and stuff like that. Actual kind of romance, special occasions, surprises. Um, Cause that's the thing, right? We, we, like I say, we, we're expected to do that as men and, I don't know about you, but I I feel just as um, valued and happy and proud and satisfied and uh, kind of enamoured of my 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 partner if they do something thoughtful for me as they would if I did it for them and and I love that it means such such so much more because it's it's not common for them to do something for for the woman to do something for the man but yeah. when they something romantic actually it matters it means it means so much and i i want guys to 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 look at this and think you know what i deserve romance i deserve to be wooed i deserve to be desired and loved and have that attention and care taken to me in a romantic sense we deserve romance we deserve to be wooed yeah 100 percent. and and that actually tips into some of the stuff that goes on for men and uh, you know, it's 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 important to me as part of Team Superdad, is that we feel whole inside of our relationships, that we feel loved and respected, and 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 you know, like that that other person wants to make us feel alive and special and um, and and surprised. I think there's, there's there's nothing better than feeling surprised about something, feeling like someone's done something unexpected that 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 was out of the ordinary and and what was the reason the reason was because they appreciate you and think you're awesome mm-hmm. and 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 i think that's what's lost a little bit on valentine's day is when people think they have to do something like oh yeah. shit i need to go and buy something nice i need to take her somewhere and i don't think your average woman appreciates that that much woman appreciates that much and and, and maybe she does if she's been so ignored for the previous 360 four days of the year that she'll take any bit of joy and love and appreciation she can get, but it's just a sham. It just shows the relationship up for what it is. And yeah, do you know what? This is, and as a bit of coaching, I think any, any, any guy listening to this, it's an opportunity to, to say, to, to reconnect, use Valentine's day as an opportunity to reconnect. What are we doing here? Is it fun? How special do you make me feel? 
do, do, do you, do you look out for me? Do you appreciate me? Like what, what could I do for you that would have you feel more appreciated? What would be your best? What's the best day out you could imagine with me? Cause I'm going to make it happen. Um, you know, questions like that. Is there, here's a good question. Is there anything I used to do for you that you loved that I don't yeah, do anymore? Yeah, yeah. And that's because we get so caught up in the everydayness of our relationships that, that we forget why we fell in love with each other. So, yeah, um, I, I think there's a, the, yeah. using it as on. an excuse to, to reconnect and to, to ask yourself those questions is wonderful. Um, it's just don't, don't think that it's Valentine's Day. So, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take her to a restaurant. We can't at the moment, but I'm going to buy some chocolates, buy some flowers, maybe buy some lingerie, and that will tick the boxes. No. Do you want to hear my worst? That's not romance. No, it's very poor. Do you want to hear my... Who are you with, and what do they love, and what makes them tick, and how are you going to put a smile on their face that no one else can? Do you want to hear my worst ever lingerie story? (laughs) The girl I lost my virginity. were you wearing no no the girl i lost my virginity to right it wasn't a good relationship uh but but that's a that's another story for another day but i bought her for christmas once a you remember those wonder bras of course I, of course right. I of course right so wonder bras and obviously it, if you went onto a retina yeah if you went to the right shop you could buy the knickers and the bra and it was and plus they were quite hard to get hold of and everything right so in front of her family on christmas Boxing Day, Christmas Day, whatever. Bearing in mind, we're still only about 17, 18 as well. So I bought her underwear. And the worst thing is, right, I've got the size completely wrong, completely and utterly wrong. So not not only is she mortified, but anybody with half a brain is sat there going, Wrapped up for Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. When you, when she's going to open shit in front of her parents? Oh, oh yeah, bad on so many oh, levels. No. I mean, I'm not going to lie. My my eldest is 16. She's going to be 17 at the next Christmas. If she has a boyfriend at that stage, or a girlfriend, or anyone who buys her fucking lingerie, that kid is going to be out in their fucking ear. Oh, Glenn, that's me. That's how detached I am from things. Oh, right? I'm, I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best to get more. To, I'm just all about like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. It's going to be brilliant. But but no, I don't really think it's true. <laughs> I'm assuming you've grown since then. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm prone. I'm prone to a clangor. Her brother, who was pissing himself, her older brother was <laughs> laughing so loud. Like he was on the floor crying. Absolute gold. Absolute oh, gold. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, look, that is the perfect way to uh, to wrap up. I have not got round to my story about setting my dad up, but we'll we'll save that for next oh, week. I've got, yeah. I've got so many things to. Do you want to hear this one? Leave that on a on a, on a cliffhanger. It's not quite how it sounds, but uh, but it is funny. I'll tell you what else I want to talk about next week. Have you seen that thing going around on Facebook? Best gig, last gig, first gig. Do you see that around on Facebook? I, 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 uh, those sort of things go around all the time when they're trying to oh, do right. So uh, I will absolutely um, verbally respond to that. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Next Friday, I want to get two women on because it is Valentine's Day and I want to do a wrap-up Valentine's Day special. Valentine's special. And, yeah, that's good. And, can, um, yeah. and we'll try and do like an alternative like, clangers worst experience like for cringe presence uh we'll, we'll do we that can, so. can we do four people on this this whole setup so that people we can, can do 10 10 on Streamyard. Well, you know what as much as i'm up for an, uh, <laughs> a, a gangbang <laughs> let's, let's, let's go for a, a verbal four-way let's see it let's a build verbal four-way we i'll put it out to I, I run the london podcast community so i'll put it out there that we're looking for two women podcasters uh to come on and join us um well listen if you are listening to this, if you, th- you think that's going to be you, then uh, then then the come and get involved. It's not that you have to be a podcaster, but it's just that someone who's easy breezy can can just sit and chit chat like Glenn and I do and, and have a bit of banter. Um, we don't want someone who's their first time. <laughs> Whoa! So many so many phrases, so many. But I'm a gentleman. So. We're going to pop someone's podcast cherry on on Valentine's. <laughs> Glenn, you're on Twitter, aren't you? What, tell people where they can find you on Twitter. You can they should definitely Twitter come and find some of your banter on Twitter. Almost anywhere else is a, a, a dating dad. 
Um, Google that stuff and I will turn up like a Veruca and you won't be able to get rid of me. <laughs> a deep, a grim white sock over the top. <laughs> and, <laughs> and if you have listened to this, thank you so much. We're an hour and four minutes in. Uh, teamsuperdad.com. Basically anything and everything can be found at teamsuperdad.com. The Hero Academy, we've got a March intake happening. As long as you're in by March 1st, you are in. And uh, and if you just want to hang out with us, come over to Facebook and uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Team Superdad. We would love to have you uh, with us. Share this, like it, review it. Do flipping stick it on the on WhatsApp with some grotty picture. Uh, the wrap up is here for you every week. Glenn and I signing off. Take it easy, everyone. Team Superdad out. Bye. Glenn, I've got one of those random endings. Ready for this? We're doing oh, it again. I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> This has been Team Super Dad. Find us at TeamSuperDad.com. Join the program and create the best life ever for you and your children. You are not alone. You're on Team Super Dad.